Ladies and gentlemen, it is about to go down. It is your man, DM Cool, and we have been gone for too long, but never fear, we are here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Cool Radio. Cool Radio starts right now. What we doing? They be watching us, we so prosperous, ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous. Yes, yes, y'all, welcome back. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! You better call somebody indeed and tell a friend to tell a friend that we are back on the airwaves after a two-week hiatus. It's been too long, but you already know. We had to come back to re-up, to charge up and everything. Uh, but as always, I have a live show planned for you guys tonight. Later on, around the 8.15 minute mark, uh, we have my man Dookie Dukes coming back. You already know, uh, acclaimed film producer in Toronto and worldwide as well. Uh, we will get to him on his latest projects and all that good stuff. But before we get to all that, you already know, I got to get some stuff off my chest, as I always do. And, you know, this um, Christmas break has been an eventful one, to say the least. So with that being said, it's time to let this breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Never get tired of that. Now, here's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, so first of all, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope you all rang it in uh, very well. And I hope all the success and, uh, you know, joy that comes with you in the new year. So. Much respect to it goes out to you guys. Secondly, uh, also what I want to mention is that yesterday I did put out a new trailer for Cool Radio. So if there are friends of yours who are not familiar with our type of program and what we do over here, please pass on that link and they will be thoroughly entertained and educa- educated all at the same time. Um, on top of all of that, I did a lot of I did a lot of binge watching. You know, this uh, holiday season. I have a Netflix account. I don't really get around to like being on it so much because I'm always busy. But I took the t- I took the time to take advantage of it. And one show that I really got hooked on was Daredevil. Now we all remember the movie from like way back in the day, from like oh three oh four. Ben Affleck. It wasn't really that popping. You know, it was kind of one of like Marvel's. You know, wish they never made a kind of movies. But when they redid it in two thousand and fifteen. Wow, like it it's not even like your typical superhero movie. We're talking like more like a crime drama in a sense. It just has elements of like your typical superhero movies, but not so much. Put it this way. It's like a darker version of Dark Knight. And we all know how ill that movie was. So imagine that, but 13 episodes an hour long worth of that. So if you haven't seen that, trust me, there's still time to go see that. Please, I advise you all to do that. But it also brings a question, you know. With that coming out, with a new Avengers movie coming out, uh, Suicide Squad, Batman versus Superman, um, my question is, are super superhero movies like the next thing to come out? Like, is that the new thing that Hollywood wants to jump on? The answer is absolutely yes. Like, they, they're definitely trying to jump on that right now because of the fact that it's making so much money. It's making so many fans, both old and new ones, it's kind of combining your casual moviegoer with your uber comic book nerd. And so far, Marvel is ahead of the pack with that right now. So I feel like now is as good a time as any to take advantage of that. Also... Um, yeah, the, the blockbuster hit coming out, Captain America Civil War, that's going to be insane. My man Black Panther is in that. 
finally it's about time um but i'm going to talk about that later on in the show trust me because we have some uh politics in regards to that to discuss but nonetheless this is the new trend that hollywood is jumping on because at the end of the day not a whole lot of script writing has to be done since a lot of the source material is already out there from the comics, basically. They're just going to use that as reference points. But, of course, a strong script will always help because if not, then you're going to have a movie like a Daredevil that kind of tanked back when it came out. If there's proper script writing along with you know proper usage of source material, then you're going to get the good ones like the Avengers, for example. So what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter, as always, for your opinion, either at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio, and let me know. Coming up after the break, we got my man Dookie Dukes back in the building. He's going to shed some knowledge on all the uh, ventures that he has been on thus far. But before we get to all that, man, we got to get to some Canadian content that you guys already know and love. This one right here comes from my man Jazz Cartier, and this one is called Wake Me Up When It's Over. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. We are definitely wide awake right now because it is your man DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. And as promised, just a little bit earlier, but nonetheless, we always stay on time here, stay and uh, keep things punctual. We got my man Dookie Dukes in the yes, building. Yes, 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 yes. Acclaimed film director, acclaimed producer in the city, Dukes. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm acclaimed everything. I'm an entrepreneur, a businessman, and all of the above. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do me one quick favor, though. Adjust your mic toward, towards your mouth a little bit, just so all the people can hear that right wonderful here. voice of yours. There you go. Yeah. Loud and direct. All right, Perfect. I love it. Perfect. All right, man. So you have been gone from the studio for about a year and a half now, if I can recollect, man. Oh, so yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute, man. Yeah. It's been a minute. So the people at home want to know, man, what have you been up to uh, during that time, man, from... 2014 up until now um well really i've been spending a lot of time building um my business corex creative which mm -hmm. is a digital media agency mm -hmm. so what i do i take a lot of up-and-coming aspiring photographers graphic designers filmmakers and everything and i kind of put them in a position to get work through the corporate world so i've been working on a lot of corporate stuff with rogers i've been doing stuff with pan am mm -hmm. um Umbro, mm -hmm. I've been like doing, I mean, I forget sometimes, but I mean, I've just been keeping yeah. busy. I, I actually just came back from Africa. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's keeping busy, growing, building. Exactly. And we're going we're gonna to get to the African oh, stuff yeah. in a minute, but uh, I want to stick on Quirks Creative because yeah. that's actually one adventure that I've noticed that you've dabbled into since your time gone. Um, how does it feel to, to be on the mentor side of things now that you're kind of introducing up and coming, you know, videographers oh, into your fold? It's great. I mean, it's great. Like I, for me, I'm always trying to enable, um, and, and give opportunities. So for me to be able to be in that position to say, Hey, um, here's a Rogers drop, you know, like mm -hmm. that for me is amazing to give someone an opportunity that they never would have had before. Mm -hmm. Um, and just helping other people grow. Cause I feel like I'm at a certain level where I can, um, you know, not only like get my own work, but mm -hmm. have enough to, to share as well. Exactly. So it's cool. It's yeah. cool. And I'm a businessman. So. Mm -hmm. And you want to be in that position where you want to share the wealth with the team, basically. Oh, right? yeah. Wealth yeah. of knowledge, wealth of finance, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. All right. And what, what's been the most rewarding experience for you thus far with Quark's Creative? um the most rewarding mm -hmm. it's just like the everyone coming to me and say oh like um like just being appreciative mm -hmm. people who i've i've been mentoring for like over a year now just to kind of see where they started and where they are now like picking up a, a cell phone to now mm -hmm. picking up one of the 
the top cameras, you know, and like mm-hmm. see them produce amazing work. Mm-hmm. For me, that's the most rewarding. Other than that, I mean, my business is growing. Um, I'm getting a lot more money doing it. Of you know course, what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm doing this. That's all I do. This is my life. So yeah, um, you're making a living out of I'm it. I'm making a living. I wake up. I sleep. Corex, eat, mm-hmm. sleep, breathe, all this shit. So yeah, this is what I do. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's rewarding and within itself. Absolutely. Now let's talk about your your trip to Africa. So <laughs> the first stop, and I remember we were talking about this yeah, before yeah, yeah, yeah. before like maybe like the new year started actually. Uh, you took a trip to Somalia. Yeah. Uh, so it was your first experience in Somalia, was it? It was my first experience in Africa. Okay, there you go. Well, I got to get that full job. <laughs> <laughs> you already got two of the full jobs, so I got to get that full job. One time, yo, just like this. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So tell us, about, tell us about Africa, man. Oh, man, Africa is amazing. It's crazy because actually me and my boy Femi, we've been talking about that mm-hmm. since the beginning mm-hmm. of, of 2005. Just I mean, Femi real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. mean, and he just came back from Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good. We've been talking about it, and a lot of things that we talk about always manifest. So, it's crazy. Literally, towards the end of the year, I got this call. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to come to Africa? I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, doing anything right now. Sure, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, I was actually out there um, for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot a documentary for a lady who hasn't been back mm-hmm. in 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we literally went to go visit her hometown. Um, we traveled through 15, 15 towns in three, day, in three days. Mm-hmm. So it was like literally driving, 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 10 hours driving. I mean, out there, is, it's beautiful. Mm. There's mountains. There's, there, it's a lot of land. It's just yeah. it's so much land. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing because, like, we don't even see that around here. Exactly. And also, like, it kind of, like, when you actually experience Africa for yourself, like, and no matter which country you are, it kind of gives you more light on what the rest of the world is missing. Oh, basically. yeah. I mean, it's 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 just crazy how the Western world views Africa. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's used to seeing the kid with the fly on the face, yep, you know, yep. like, but this like, is Christmas. Like, <laughs> you, you know, like, that. give me some money. But like, yeah. I mean. What I went to, what I came to realize is, I mean, everywhere in the world, there's, there's, there's a struggle. There's a struggle. There's a struggle yeah. everywhere, but everywhere in the world, there's development as well. So mm-hmm. Africa is developing. It, it's, it's, there's so many things happening out there. And I was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to not only go to Somalia, but I got flown to Kenya as mm-hmm. well to shoot a commercial for a new airline out there. Mm-hmm. So people are, people are, are, are making some major moves. Absolutely. Yeah. And even with like a nation like Nigeria, Nigeria, for example, they are one of the fastest rising nations in the world in terms of economy, uh, economy, because you have the Nollywood movement over there. Yeah. And you also have their their oil business as well. It's one of the more booming businesses in the world yeah. right now. So I feel like a lot of and people even, yeah, are and just even, falling asleep. And even like people are sleeping on that and people are sleeping on South Africa as well, mm-hmm. which is re- it's a really developed place. I mean, like mm-hmm. there is so much things happening. I mean, out here. There isn't much development because everything's already like yeah. semi, like whatever. We're developed. pretty much complacent. There's at no, this there, point. there won't be no surprises. Like in, yeah. in 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 Africa, there's so many things you can go out there and be the first English speaking radio station yeah. in Africa, <laughs> like in Africa, mm-hmm. and and the the population is so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's potential. Exactly, and I happen to find with South Africa in particular. 
they're one of the only nations in you know that's kind of celebrated from a global standpoint. Mm. I would say that in Egypt, yeah. as far as nations within Africa. Um, but still, there's many more secrets that there's, they don't they are unaware of as far as so like the, the Western more. world. Basically, yeah. I think maybe even Europe as it actually has a better idea. But as far as the Western world, like North and South America, they they're they're in the dark right actually, now. Actually, and China's been really investing in Africa. As oh well. yeah, especially in Uganda. Yeah, they just invested eighty-two million billion dollars in in, in Africa. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a lot of development happening. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it was it was amazing. I mean, I got a, a lot of good footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've experienced a lot. I mean, I experienced eating camel meat. Oh wow! <laughs> How did that go? Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. But I mean, when I was in Somalia, that that's what I was eating. I mean. It's cool. It tastes like beef. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, experiences, experiences. I mean, I'm glad I got to experience that. That's what's up, man. Now let's go back to uh, the the film aspect. Yeah. Now, actually, uh, a couple of things I want to talk to you about since you are, you know, in the film uh, producer seat, basically. So um, I remember Spike Lee mm-hmm. uh, kind of caught a lot of flack because of his latest film, Chirac, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were giving him harsh criticism about it because he felt as if. He depicted Chicago in a negative light, basically, mm. and also in a satirical light because he has gone on record to say that Chirac, like the whole plot of it, is kind of based on a play from back in the day where the women prevented the soldiers from having sex with them if they would stop, if they w- wouldn't stop have, uh, going to war with one another, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like uh, he used the gun violence in Chirac to kind of, you know, mirror that play that he was trying to mimic. Mm-hmm. So. In your opinion, actually, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie or not, but just based on the premise of it alone, mm-hmm. do you feel as if he was kind of making a mockery out of uh, the violence in Chicago? Or do you feel like there's uh, more of like a inner lining of this, so to speak, that could also educate the people on I it? I mean, first of all, I mean, a director is more of a visionary um, that, that, te- that paints a picture from his or her standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like there are like let's be real. There's a lot of things happening in, in Chicago, right? So I feel like it's 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 his point of view. Obviously, people are gonna have their their say, but I mean, he has a, a valid reason why he did what he did. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just you just gotta respect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's movies, people, pe- people. I'm pretty sure there's there's people that like it as well. So mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I I don't really blame anything. I we're, we're directors. We do we do what exactly. comes to our heads. Yeah, more importantly, you guys are artists. Basically. Exactly. So and that's we paint pictures. Exactly. That's the that's the way you want to express your art. Um, a lot of people. No, I wouldn't even say a lot of people. A few people have said that there wasn't really anything wrong with what he did. It was more yeah. so just the timing of it because. With what's happening in Chicago right, right now, now, it's still yeah. pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Because if you look back at a film like *Inglorious Bastards*, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Ter- uh, Quentin Tarantino, he made a satirical play on the Holocaust and how that went down. Mm-hmm. Now, the Holocaust hasn't happened in like eighty something years, like seventy, eighty years roughly. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's time on its side to kind of massage and you know kind of yeah, let that yeah. pass. So I feel if you know, um, so the wound's still fresh, is basically exactly. Like, and I think that may have been Spike's mistake if yeah. there was a mistake. Yeah. So um, I haven't seen the movie myself personally, but I would like to see it just so I can get my own personal take on yeah, it. Yeah. But one thing I can say is that a lot of the Chicago uh, hip hop artists in particular were not happy with it. Mm-hmm. One of them being Ryan Fest, and he just he just completely defecated all over the entire thought of the film. For real, yeah. Um, one of the things that he said actually is that he said how he read the script and how other artists like Kanye, Common, Chance the Rapper they read the script. 
and they weren't about it. And also, he was saying how Spike didn't reach out to enough people within the Chicago community uh, about input on the city of Chicago and what's really happening. Oh, well, I mean, it, it's I guess I, I feel like if everybody want to input, they make their own movie. That's just it. Yeah. Like I mean, Spike Spike is a legend with it within himself. Like he's mm-hmm. made classics. He's he's done amazing things. Yeah. So I mean, if you wanted to try something new or do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, Something experiment. I, experiment. It's an experiment. I'm pretty sure he's learned from from it, and his next film might be something that everyone loves. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So it's I cool. mean, this could be a case of trial and error. We don't know. Exactly. We don't know. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, uh, films. You know, Let's keep on talking about yeah. films, actually. So one of the difficult tasks that I find with black directors in Hollywood in particular mm-hmm. is they try to bypass the line between creating a black film, so to mm-hmm. speak, and a film that just so happens to have a lot of African-American actors in it, but not particularly being a black film. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that's a challenge in Hollywood for, for black, uh, for black uh, film directors? Honestly, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not, in, I'm not in Hollywood, but, yeah. you know, um, there are a lot of black actors that are, that are making a scene, like in Star Wars is a big mm-hmm. deal. You know, he does an African yes. um, actor. So, I mean... I mean, it, it's it, it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. You know how like there's always that white, that white overcast of 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 actors mm-hmm. in films, and it's it's always hard to break out of that. But mm-hmm. I mean, we gotta celebrate the individuals that are breaking through. Yeah, I mean, I'll give an example actually. Like for example, Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. I feel like he makes black films in the sense where. They can be at times very stereotypical of the African American culture. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of jive talk, a lot of overly dramatic scenes, what have you, those are more indicative of a black film, quote unquote. It's almost like a throwback to like uh, black exploitation films from like the seventies mm. with all the jive talk that they had in, in their in their speech and in the scripts. But then you have a film like Creed, for example, mm. where despite the fact that it has a predominantly black cast, mm. it's nothing close to a black film. They it just so happens that the main character of the film is black, and then there oh, what, are okay. Themes. So what? What make? What? Why isn't it a black film? I don't. I don't like. Because that. I feel like it's not a black film, like quote unquote a black film in a stereotypical sense. Mm-hmm. Because What's, there isn't a drama. Is it? Is that, is that what the stereotypical way is? It's one of the things. It's one of the stereotypical aspects of a black film. I find. I find that in certain films, like almost any film that you look at from Tyler Perry, for example, like Daddy's Girl, yeah. or. Um, I'm trying to think of another one right now. Maybe for oh, for colored girls, for example. Yeah. I feel like the drama is a little way over the top, in a sense where I feel like he does that for for shock value and for the attention yeah. to be to be casted onto the film. And I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go because it, it just casts it just casts a stereotype over the black American audience yeah. and, and the general audience will probably think, oh, that's how black people are like all the time. Yeah. And of course, not everyone's going to think that, but at the same time, you want to give them a reason to. Yeah. Now with Creed, for example, Creed was mainly a story about someone trying to make a name for themselves. And that transcends beyond race. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So that's why I say that Creed is not a black movie because the central theme in that movie, which I just mentioned, anyone can relate to that. Everyone's always trying to go out there to create their yeah, own legacy. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's all. That, that, that type of film is more of the rise to success. But I still feel like it does have more of a black feel to it just, just from him coming from being a, a kid mm-hmm. with all this anger or whatever, being in his situation and then mm-hmm. being brought up through through what was his it was his mom 
It was yeah. It was it's kind of a comic game story because yeah. it was the woman. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I seen the movie. Okay, okay. So the mom who came to pick him up pick from him the up. from yeah. the uh, the group home or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. That was that was Apollo Creed's. I think second wife or something like that yes 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 yeah. yes it was and um she was the one who he knew he knew she knew about uh apollo's past with the other woman or what mm-hmm. have you i think mm-hmm. the other one was actually the side woman yeah uh, and then she, and then she took him under and, and, exactly yeah so i feel i mean i for me i felt like i felt i felt like it's something that's more relatable to the black culture mm-hmm. i mean not having not having that that mother and dad side by side, you know, yeah. I, th- I, f- I feel like that's more, that's more of the stereotype to the black mm-hmm. community as well, though. Yeah. Uh, with the absentee father, I get yeah. that. I think in that case though, his father wasn't around because his father passed. His past. Yeah. So that you can't control. Yeah. It's not a situation where he was scared to take responsibility and decided to run off elsewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that would have fit more into the lines of the stereotype of anything. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like with the Creed story, for example, just as an example, I feel like, Almost anyone can relate to that. The 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 main theme. Yeah. But there were some the rise certain- to the right the rise to come up. Yeah. I mean, anybody can relate to that exactly. For sure. And that's why I appreciate about that film, and yeah. which is why I just gave it rave reviews myself. Oh, I know like, it, was, I, it was good. I it recommend good. anyone and everyone who had a dream to go see that because mm-hmm. it's rags to riches, basically, in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm kind of veering off topic right now, but I feel <laughs> like I feel like with with that film, you know. It holds its own, you know. It doesn't yeah. rely on the crutch of it being a Rocky sequel oh, yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Well, people do think it is a Rocky sequel. I mean, it, I, I've had a lot of people kind of, kind of, put it put it beside yeah. that. But I mean, I feel like it does hold its own. It's it, it was it's an amazing movie. It is absolutely. Uh, and then with another movie that's coming out actually in two years from now, so Black Panther. Mm. Uh, so he Black Panther is actually the first ever comic book with uh, a colored uh, a colored person mm-hmm. as a superhero, basically. Mm-hmm. So that movie's coming out two years from now, actually, in 2018. But the character is going to make a debut in Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of talk lately as to whether or not that film should have a black director. So in your oh, opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's getting <laughs> serious right now. It's getting serious. So my question to you is, do you think that the Black Panther film should have a black director. Yeah, I think, I, so? I think so. I mean, I, 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 that's, I don't, man, I don't even, like, this black and white thing is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just crazy. I feel like who, who, like, I mean, you, whether you're black or white, you still have to study the, that time. You still exactly, have to yeah. do a lot of research to, exactly. to make sure, because anybody that's going to be watching that movie is going to make sure that, that nothing be, is missing. Exactly. <laughs> that was my next point, actually. Um, I feel like when it comes to uh, that film in particular, I feel like it doesn't matter whether the director is black yeah, or white. Yeah. It matters if they know the source Story, material. Yeah. If they know the source material and they can find a way to bring life to it, then they're doing their job. I don't care what race they are. But I feel, you know what? I feel like either way, that movie is going to get a lot of slack because there's going to be people who are going to say they missed out or they 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 put too much light on that or uh-huh. they didn't put enough light on this exactly I, it's it's either way i think it's who and, and if it's going to be a white person yeah. that white person is going to go <laughs> oh there's 10 times the pressure there's 10 times the pressure it's like the cultural appropriation oh my god like oh my god 
Oh, Black Lives Matter. There's gonna be, a, there's gonna be, a, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a riot. There will be. That I think that there'll only be a riot if like that film absolutely tanks and yo, it happens to be a white guy, right? Yo, it has to be amazing. Like I mean, that has to go through yeah. reviews of like a whole panel. Exactly, and like that's a film that a lot of people have been waiting on because mm -hmm. it's not the fact that it's the first black superhero. It's not even the fact that it's it's mainly the fact actually that it's a first black superhero. From Africa. So they're not even yeah, African American. Yeah, yeah. They're from Africa. And the whole backstory of this character is that he is the king of a nation. He's not even like a like a Playboy billionaire or anything. He's a king of a nation. Yeah. Uh it's a fictional nation, but that fictional nation has never been colonized by by the Europeans and also is like one of the richest nations in the world. Mm. So a lot of people want to see prestige being brought upon, you know, within the story, right? Mm, mm. So if we're thinking along the themes of a black movie, for yeah, example, yeah. people are probably gonna be expecting to see the struggle and what have you, but we now have an opportunity to see a black lead character in a role of opulence, in a in a in a, in a role of royalty, so to speak. Mm. So whomever's directing this. It's pressure. The plate. pressure's on. I should direct it. <laughs> Absolutely. Man. I, I, I'd go to see that either way, man. But anyways, we're going to get to a whole lot of that and others. But we got to play some games, man. You already know we got to play games around here, man. Oh, man. So <laughs> this guy's already worried. <laughs> <laughs> so the first game that we have up for you is a game called Cool or Uncool. So we're going to play that right now. All right. So you weren't here when this game was when it first nah, got instituted, actually. So things done changed. <laughs> things done changed. Uh -huh. So in this game, I basically hand out random scenarios. Yeah. And you tell me whether they're cool or they're uncool. Right. Simple enough, right? Simple, right? All right. So let's get to it, man. Uh, first thing. Um, and this is the easy one. We'll, we'll give you an easy one to start off. Spike Lee, cool or uncool? Cool. There you go. There you go. Um, Tyler Perry, cool or uncool? Okay, fair enough. I made different, but fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's see. NBA All-Star Weekend happening in Toronto this year. Cool or uncool? Can I just say extra cool? Okay, you can. You definitely can. Right. What are you looking forward to the most uh, for All-Star Weekend? Um, just just the, the people. People, I mean, we, we get a lot of, we're going to get a lot of people from all over the world. Like, yeah. this is going to be the highlight city oh, for yeah. that time. So, I mean, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to everything. And I've, I've said this many times. I feel like All-Star Weekend in Toronto is going to be like Caravana on steroids. Oh, it's, oh, it's going time, to be yeah, insane. Like, it's going to be an event. Yeah, but and it, the thing is, it's during um, Valentine's, so I think a lot of breakups are going to happen. That's not true. I'm just predicting it. I could have said it better myself. I know, wow. Let's keep it moving, man. Let's keep it moving. Um, let's see here, man. I can't even straight right now. Jeez. Uh, let's keep it moving, though. Um, superhero movies. Cool or uncool? Uh, cool. Okay, definitely. Um, let's see here. Um, winter. Winter's finally here, actually, man. Cool or uncool? It's not cool. Definitely. <laughs> um, I remember stepping out of my house, was like a couple days ago. I think it was like 2015. I was wearing just like modest winter gear, whatever. I I went out, the wind hit me in the oh, face. Like, it's so dry. Like too. it was like a like a backhand yeah. slap, man. Like as if like I took like the last piece of food for something. Like, yeah. I just got punished by my parents. Yeah. Or something. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was serious. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. I, I can't. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Definitely not, man. Not in the good way neither. <laughs> um, NFL playoffs happening soon. Cool on cool. Oh, cool. You got a team? No, I don't. Okay, okay, okay. What's her team? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I enjoy every sport, so it's cool. Yeah, most definitely. All right, man. And uh, let's see here. 
You know what? Somalia or Kenya? Which one was cooler? Mm, Which oh, one was man. cooler? Uh, actually, Kenya was cooler, to be honest. You give us your reason why. Uh, I mean, th- there's just a lot more attractions, you know what I mean, for someone who is not from Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, Somalia is just the raw, like, yeah. the raw stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, Kenya was more fun in terms of attractions. What was the uh, what was your most what was the most intriguing? Yo, I went okay. I I went ice skating in Africa. I mean, that would be the last thing on my mind. <laughs> if I'm going to Africa, I can do that as many times as I want in Canada. But do it in Africa because it's literally that the only place, there's only one place in Central Africa to ice skate. Yeah. So I can see I skated in Africa. Yeah, that's pretty rare actually. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can say that you can be like, yo, I'm one of the first dudes. Maybe, hey, have you skated in Africa? Nah, definitely never, man. Definitely not, man. Never skated in Africa. Never eat camel meat in Africa. Yeah, I mean, yo, I'm, I, I'm out here. Yeah, you definitely are, man. You definitely are. And let's see here. Hmm. One more, actually. Drake's upcoming album Should be cool. I hope it's cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can do a think about that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard it, so I mean, uh, I hope it's cool. Right now, he's he's not. He's hot. He's cool. He's definitely is. <laughs> he definitely is. Yeah. Man. So, ladies and gentlemen, we still got my man Dukey Dukes in the building. When we yeah. come back, we have trip talk. Three topics of three minutes. You already know how that go. But before we get to all that, man, we got to get to some more Canadian content, man. We were playing some tunes from my man Jazz Cartier up from Toronto. Now we got my man Sunreal from Vancouver. This one is called For the Town. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is your man DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. I still got my man Dookie Dukes in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it is time for Trip Talk. So you guys already know what that means. Three topics of three minutes. We may extend that beyond, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But nonetheless, let's get things started. So first, uh, NBA superstar LeBron James, you know, recently spoke out against uh, a song that Kanye released earlier this week called Facts. And basically within the song. up against Nike. It was something against yeah. Nike, yeah. So basically Kanye called out Nike and also said a sick line about LeBron James, basically. Basically him saying how. Uh, they had to pay Le- LeBron ability to get him back to the family or something to that yeah. extent, basically. So LeBron spoke out, um, not against Kanye, but he just spoke out in a statement saying how he's tight with his with his Nike family. Whatever they do is in the best interest for their athletes and other personnel. And he was also saying from a personal standpoint that it's hard to kind of choose sides because it's family, basically, on both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I feel like LeBron held, held his own. He stayed very politically factual within what he was saying. And... My personal opinion on, on the matter is I feel like, first of all, the song from Kanye was trash. I'm sorry. Like, it, it was garbage. I didn't even hear it. I heard I the just song. heard about it. It was just like, it was like a remix of Jumpman from Drake and Future. It, 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 was, it was the same beat or something, Yeah, right? I think so, yeah. It was just like his own take on <laughs> yeah. it, basically. And it, it just sounded so uninspired, man. Um, but basically, what do you think? Like, do you think Kanye was right to call out an entire corporation? Yo, man, honestly... Whatever Kanye does, he's just he's just a genius. I feel like he's just ahead of his time. Like we don't get him until later on. Like I mean, we always gave Kanye slack, but now he's like the man of the year and he's like this and this. So I mean we may not even get get his I mean, he's going up against the corporation because he's he's up he's 
actually in that position. Like he actually sits down in these meetings. So he sees things that we don't see. And I feel like there's things that he doesn't like. So he talks up, but you know, Kanye is Kanye. See, I have a love and hate relationship with Kanye. Because I love Kanye, to be honest. Like, I mean, he's just a stand-up guy, regardless. I remember back in the day, like, when he was putting a college dropout, late registration, graduation, he had outbursts where people would call him, like, a douchebag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And me, I would always defend him and say, hey, you can say what he wants. You can say what you want about Kanye. You can say he's a douche, whatever, yeah. but he still puts out great music. Yeah. And then he came out with, with, with Jesus and... And uh, I, I just he got, tried something new. Like I, I, I couldn't defend you couldn't, after you that. You couldn't get it. You couldn't. You couldn't get into it. It's just like like I understand being creative and I understand taking risks, being experimental, uh, experimental and what have you. But I feel like with that Yeezus album in particular, it was just so disjointed, man. Like it was, but I, I don't sense. know. You know, it, 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 see, the thing is, I I feel like it was, but it inspired people to make beats that kind of go outside the norm like i i heard some some kanye inspired sounds in other music after that Mm -hmm. i feel like he's just he just i mean he's 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 not afraid to try new shit new stuff so i mean people are people get inspired kanye is is the man i I salute him he still inspires people i totally get that 100 percent but like, I just feel like even beyond the music, what yeah. he says sometimes, like nowadays, yeah. I feel like he'll say one thing, but he'll do the complete opposite like hypocr- after. Like, yeah, it's a little too hypocritical. Like he talks about how he rejects the fashion industry because they rejected him. But yeah. then if you look back, in, if you look at look look back into the context of it all, he was rejecting those same people before when they were trying to take him under his wing to learn about yeah. the fashion game. So it's like you can't bite the hand that feeds you in a yeah. sense. And on top of that, I feel like he says we're all new slaves. We're all new slaves. We we give our we give our names to up brands. to marketing and yeah. brands. Yet you sign a deal with Adidas for how much money? And mm. you want to talk about how we're, how we're the slaves? Mm. I mean, come on, man. This mm. is the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. So it's like, I sometimes yeah. it's that's why that's why I have yeah. a conundrum going on. Yeah, no, yeah. I love it's, him for it's, the music. It's just confusing. It's yeah, just, it's, a, it's, it's like, like what's of side are you on? But I feel like the smoke will clear. Hopefully, Everyone man, because it. <laughs> it looks like that Kardashian Chris is kicking in right now, man. Like, once you're with a Kardashian, then, like, it all just goes downhill. I mean, Bruce is now Caitlyn. Lamar's in the hospital right Yo, now. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, the only person who got away was Nick. And that was before, and like, Nick Cannon. Yeah. And I think that was before Kim K got all popular or whatever. It was after Ray J is when the yeah. curse started to kick in, you know? I had it first. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. That was... <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. That's a whole other story, yeah, man. He, he's, a, he's a clown for that. Oh, man, he's crazy. No shout-outs to Ray J. No shout-outs. No. Not he, cool. <laughs> no, definitely not cool, man. His name is Lame J. That's what I'm Yo, calling him from now on, man. Let's keep it moving, though. Speaking of someone else who might just fit into that lame category, I, Bill Cosby, man. I mean, it's it's he's, he's going through a downward it, spiral right now, man. Like he, It is. But I, I swear I read something today that he, the charges didn't. Some, late or some of them charges got uh, not dropped, but they got delayed because, first of all, his his uh, his wife, Camille Cosby, mm. she was not able to um, submit her deposition because of some conflict, basically. So it's being postponed until further notice. Mm. And then with some of the women who are suing uh, for sexual assault on, mm. on Cosby, theirs is going to be delayed as well because there's insufficient evidence for the time being. Mm-hmm. So he's not completely out of the woods yet. It's everything's just kind of being delayed. delayed for the time being. But the fact that he's even in the situation right now, and, and this has been speculated to be going on for years. I mean, even in 2005, he gave a deposition saying how he ordered quaaludes for the purpose of sedating women to sleep with them. He actually said that in a court document. 
So for me, like the fall to the fall to the fall from grace rather is disheartening because that's someone that the black community, especially has looked, up, looked to up to for years. as a pioneer to say the least. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also disheartening because of the fact that he for so many years has pointed the finger at the black community saying, you guys need to do this better. You need to do that better. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, behind the scenes, you were doing that. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on, on this whole entire controversy oh, going on? Man, I don't, man, I don't even search your feelings on Padawan. It's just, I don't, I mean, it's, we don't even know. We're not, we don't know yet. Like we don't, we don't know. And, mm-hmm. um, Hey man, it could be people just getting, going out to get some money. So I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to really speak on stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, I mean normally, I I want to know. I want to keep Bill Cosby as who I know him to be. I'll I'll, I mean? I'll say this, man. I think what people need to do, and I and I say this for all celebrities. Mm-hmm. I feel like people need to separate the art from the person. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, as the artist, we all know Bill Cosby was like oh, one of the yeah. greats. We know that. Yeah. That's not going to be disputed. No matter if, even if they take his star off the Walk of Fame, that can't be disputed. The Cosby mm. Show is one of the most influential sitcomities of all oh, time. Oh, for sure. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I respect it because of yeah. what it did for others going forward. Yeah, for a generation. Yeah. Now, as a person, we all don't know him as a person, but based on all these allegations that are coming out and all the women who are speaking forth, and even with the deposition that came out, like you have to ask yourself, why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying... Maybe he wasn't getting none. Who knows? <laughs> Well, that's not the way to go about it, though. I mean, yo, I mean, Rick Ross is slipping Molly's. I mean, all these different things. I mean, true, but like, I feel like this like, if you're like a big time celebrity and you're still not getting played, then you're doing something wrong because there's always going to be a gold digger out there, must be doing something, yeah, because there's always going to be a gold digger out there who will sleep with you just for the money and the status, no matter how raggedy you look. Look at Flavor Flav, how many seasons of Flavor of Love did this guy go through? How many women? Basically, sacrifice their integrity oh, man. to get a piece of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, if he can do it, anything is possible. And that is word to KG. Word. <laughs> and with that being said, let's go to the final topic. Um, going back to the films now, straight out of Compton, actually. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be out on digital release very soon. Mm-hmm. It just got nominated for two uh, Producers Guild Awards, basically. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And there's even talks of it being up for an Oscar because it is award season. Yeah. So, that should be next month, actually. Um, so first of all, did you see, of course, okay. Okay. And your thoughts on the movie? It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing to, I like, I didn't know too much about, um, that, that whole, I didn't know about that era. Mm -hmm. Um, but just to see that these guys stood up for what they believed in, Mm -hmm. um, no matter what, um, throughout the racism and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it was cool. I, 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 I mean, no, it was an amazing movie. It was a, it was it was an amazing movie. Some people didn't like the way it was it was told, mm-hmm. but I mean that's I think that you're gonna get that with everything. But mm-hmm. it was a it was an amazing movie. I I loved it. Exactly. I had no complaints about the movie at all, man. I they said Easy E. They said they put too much too much light on Easy E situation, and it didn't go down like that. And but you know All what? That. At the end of the day, you know, history is told by the victors, right? Yeah. So the people who win are are, are obviously gonna we're gonna want to hear the story because yeah. we want to hear about how Michael Jordan won his six rings, not how Carmelo lost the opportunity yeah, for yeah, those rings, yeah. right? So going back to the movie, man, like I felt like from what we know, like from what we knew before, I thought it was an accurate description of what was happening. Oh, yeah. And the fact that not only did they tie in about how the group came together, but they tied in the events that led to the inspiration of the music, like mm-hmm. the Watts riots in mm-hmm. 1992. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, 
Fast forward to 2015 or 2016, rather, it's still happening today. Yeah. So it's easily relatable from that standpoint. Yeah. It's literally going on right like this stuff's going on right now. Exactly. And I feel like Straight Eye Content did a great job of doing that without having to point out, hey, by the way, it's still happening in 2015. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I felt like they did a great job. I felt like the character development was strong. Um, I definitely feel as though that this movie opened up a lot of ears to a lot of people who weren't very familiar with the catalog of an NWA. Yeah. Because me personally growing up, like I had like an older brother and older sister. Mm -hmm. And from what they listened to, they were more into the East Coast style mm -hmm. of hip hop. And that's how I kind of got on the East Coast. So I was, I was mainly about Nas, The Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, um, Biggie, you name it, right? Yeah. So the only West Coast acts that I listened to were Tupac, Dre, and Snoop, and Cube. Uh, I didn't really listen to too much out of the NWA catalog. Yeah. So this kind of educated me more on that. And I guarantee the sales of Straight Outta Compton, like their debut album, went up went on up. iTunes. It right? must I'm sure it did. Mess must have went I'm up. I'm sure it did. I mean, they 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 did a, a great job. Exactly. That. I, that guy, like, even um, Ice Cube's son and everything. Like, oh, man. He, he, he did a great job. It. He did a great job, man. I mean, yeah. like, there are certain scenes in the movie where you thought that, uh, Yo, that, that was yeah, cute. Like, like, I remember the, the, the scene where he went into the office and just trashed everything. Mm. Now, I remember I was watching a VH1 documentary on Ice Cube, and he, they, they were discussing that. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, so going into this movie, I was saying to myself, please let that scene be in there. And then as soon as I seen him with the hoodie on, the baseball down, I was like, yes, it's going down. He's going to do it. And the way he did it, he had the, 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 the mean mug, the snarl, yeah, yeah. The, the intonation, the, the Jerry Curl. Like, it was all on point. Perfect. I think, personally, that was my favorite character in the film. Mm. And then even, like, the little cameo characters, like the Snoop Dogg or the guy who portrayed Tupac, like, even they kind of got the crowd wowing. It's like, oh, my gosh, they actually sound like him. Mm. So I feel like director F. Gary Gray did a great job with this movie, and I felt like he set the precedent for hip-hop biopics going forward. So, like, if you yeah. ever reach that level yeah. of Stranded Compton, yeah. don't even bother. Don't even do it. And this was miles beyond Notorious. No disrespect to Notorious. I, I, I but, think, I mean, <laughs> even after, um, what did I, I heard, well, Master P's trying to start something. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not, I know. I'm not even interested. <laughs> I don't even know what's in, going on. In hearing about the No Limit Army, <laughs> the Ice Cream Man, none of that. I don't want to... Watch, he's probably gonna make the name of the documentary and make him say, oh, you know right? what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah, down. I, with I that, don't, I but. think that's gonna be a fail. Yeah, definitely. That's gonna be like a regional kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I think people within that New Orleans or the yeah, southern yeah, regional yeah. are interested in that. But it's but not gonna, it's not gonna go. He didn't really take over hip hop on that large that, of a scale yeah. for that long. Yeah. Because at least with the, even though NWA was only a group for maybe about three or four years at best, the long term effects of it. I feel like a cash money film would be better than that it would have a better chance i think yeah, so yeah because yeah. like cash money was relevant from 98 up until now up till now so i think maybe 20 years from now they can visit they, that yeah 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 not now though not now, not now definitely soon. not now yeah but They're 20 still, years from now they yeah, could visit that yeah. i could see that i could yeah. see them visit that but nonetheless speaking of throwbacks i think it's time to get old school man um you ready to go old school oh, let's go old school. let's go old school ladies and gentlemen it's time for that throw, throwback thursday track of the day let's hit it you already know people let me know what you want to hear on Cool Radio for the Back to the Day. And on that note, man, I'm going to go to an early throwback. It's not even just an early throwback, but it's a, it's a mixtape throwback. I don't really do mixtape throwbacks that often. And since uh, the energy in Toronto is very high right now, I feel like we should play a track from the man who is heavily contributing to that. This one is from my man Drake featuring Elzai and Fonte off of his 2007 mixtape. Comeback season. This one is called Think Good Thoughts, only on Cool Radio. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy Femi Lassen and man, me. What's going on? It's your man Bo Pinto at Bo 
Santo. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love man. Famous. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to the first episode of 2016 of Cool Radio. I still got my man, Dookie Dukes, in the building. Say what's up to the people. Yeah. You already know. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we, we couldn't ring in the new year without our most famous segment. <clears throat> Who? has been entered into shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week. Who has been crowned the Captain of Coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Wankster of the Week. This one, there is a lot of strong candidates for, for this week in particular, but there can only be one. And that one had to be Young Money Rapper Tiger. Mm. Now, Tyga is getting that wankster. You guys already know why he's getting Man. the wankster. <laughs> Tyga is getting the wankster because he is getting himself involved in some controversy with a 14-year-old girl. He really girl. Love the kids. He does, man. I'm sorry. Tricks are for kids and only for kids, <laughs> man. But nonetheless, Tyga is getting this wankster because there is a 14-year-old girl whose name has been undisclosed, uh, alleging that he was trying to pursue a romantic relationship with her. Now, she went on the podium not long ago um, with the same lawyer who's defending all the uh, alleged victims of Bill Cosby. Um, he went on the stand. She went on the stand to say how she, uh, Tiger was, was trying to initiate some inappropriate conversations with said girl and also was trying to allude to the fact how he was also trying to start some FaceTime conversations. And she found it very unusual that he was trying to do that. On top of that, she uh, has stated that she is an up-and-coming singer and how she was introduced to Tyga and she would, and she was thinking that she could possibly get a record deal from Tyga or something to that extent. So, right now, all the details of this issue are very fuzzy. We don't know what conversation transpired in the event. I mean, it could have been a conversation about music and then maybe the words got misconstrued. Or it could have been a situation where if he was trying to FaceTime her, maybe he was trying to do it as like a way of, of, of doing like a meeting of some sorts, basically, to hear music. But then again, you would think that if he's trying to initiate the meeting, that he's already heard the music that she has allegedly made. But nonetheless, whether or not that is the case, Tyga, why are you getting yourself involved with young women, man? You, first of all, people give you flack for, for dating Kylie when she was 17, <laughs> all right? And then when 18 came along, people kind of swept under the rug because she's a Kardashian slash Jenner slash whatever you want to call her. But it's your fault for getting into this type of situation. I mean, first of all, you got you to strip her pregnant. Then you are allegedly dating a transgender person. Then you got Kylie Jenner, you know, in the news talking about how she's 17 and you're talking to her. And now you're, you're talking to a 14-year-old. Now, I will give you the benefit of the doubt if you didn't know the girl's 14 because the girl does not look 14. This girl yeah, definitely she looks look grown. Like, she looks... Yeah, I don't know what they're eating in America, but she there, definitely is, doesn't look there are some hormones and steroids that are going to every single cheeseburger in America that you can find. Yeah. But nonetheless, I would have to assume that you knew this girl was 14 because this isn't, this isn't, this isn't your first time getting yourself into the situation. <laughs> so with that being said, you are getting the prestigious honor of being the first wankster of 2016 because you deserve it. 
Do you deserve this, Wankster? Of course you do. So we're about to drop on you one more time, just like this. Hit him with the 50. Dukes, what is your take on this? Yeah, no, that's 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 just crazy. <laughs> it's I mean, let's I think I think celebrities should just stay off of social media as much as possible. They when need it comes to, to that. Social media is their enemy, man. It, it is, it, man. If it's if it's not handled right and if you don't have the right management team around you, man, yeah, like, yeah. It, it will be your worst. Like he should enemy. let someone else message that if he really wanted. Mm -hmm. This is why artists have teams, they have management, yeah, they yeah, have consultants. Yeah. They have ARs. They have interns. At least yeah. get the intern to do it. Yeah. You know, at least he could take the rap if that's yeah. the case. But nonetheless, man, I I can't really get sympathy for Tyga at this point because he too many times he's been in precarious situations. Yo, Tyga loves the young things. You, you can't right. be loving the young things, though, man. Look, look yeah. where that got Michael. You know All what right. I'm saying? So yeah. not that he's on a level anywhere near Michael, but at the not same either. time, you're you're just asking for trouble nonetheless. Yeah. But speaking of asking for trouble or not asking for trouble i should say uh what do you have coming up in, in the future i got a lot coming up um i got a lot of music videos coming up mm -hmm. uh got a building a big team with corex mm -hmm. about to get this off the ground get some money and do big things that's, that's all that's what's up that's what's up uh where can the people find you on social media oh uh, you can find me at dukedukes.com Dookie Dukes on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. My business, Corex Creative, CorexCreative.com, Corex Creative on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Check me out. I'm not hard to find. Link up. Done know. You're done know. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. <laughs> you already know. Dukes, man, thanks for coming through. Um, you're welcome to come through anytime. Oh, you man, I appreciate that. it. Absolutely, man. And ladies and gentlemen, next week we will be having female MC Jade Inc. in the building. She will be talking about yeah, her music. Yeah, Jade Inc.'s the homie. You already know, man. And you guys already know where you can find me. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Also, follow us on SoundCloud at cool underscore radio. Catch every single full podcast in its entirety. We will be on iTunes, too. I will give you the update on that. And also, catch us on the YouTube, man. Again, cool underscore radio. And make sure you hit that subscribe button for goodness sticks. <laughs> yeah, support. You got to support. Support, support. Absolutely, man. From Saga City to Toronto and beyond, man. You already know that Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Go!